I got friends only wanna talk business. I got expenses, cause when is expensive. I got expenses, cause when is expensive. I've been reading all the work. And I've been shutting out the stars. And welcome to Put That Coffee Down, the Freight Sales Show for Closers. My name is Kevin Hill, and I am your host, as always, here on this journey through the, the world of freight sales. And we have a special guest for us this afternoon here on FreightWaves TV. It's Kenneth Carter III, and it's, uh, he's the president and founder of Marathon Freight and Logistics uh, based out of Florida. It's his third year, entering his third year of operating out on his own. So we're going to talk about the journey of entrepreneurship and the journey of sales because entrepreneurship is is all about the sales journey. So we'll be talking to him uh, here in just a second, actually, because that's what this whole episode is going to be about. It's going to be about lessons learned. I think a lot of people can take these lessons. Uh, if you're thinking about starting your own business, you know, it's the beginning of 2023. It's a perfect time for a new beginning, New Year's resolutions, all of that. So if you're thinking about, if you've always been playing around in your mind about starting your own business, it's 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 very rewarding. It's a chore. And we're going to talk about all the highs and lows and pitfalls and challenges right now, actually, with uh, Kenneth Carter III, president and founder of Marathon Freight and Logistics, uh, joining the show right now. Welcome to the show, Kenneth. Thank you, Kevin. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been a while. We haven't we haven't talked in a while, so it'd be great to catch up and, and learn about how you're doing in, in, in business and, and kind of that whole journey. So let, let's start off with uh, telling us a little bit about your company and, and why you started it. Yeah, definitely. So um, we're a third-party logistics company based out in Florida. Like you said, we're in Altamont Springs. Been in business going on our third year now. Very exciting. Uh, the reason I started the business was to build up a better future for myself and from what I've been through in my past. Uh, anyone who knows me knows about my journey through the prison system and making a lot of mistakes being younger. And so my whole plan was to create a company to where I can not only change my life, but to instill values in myself and for others. And that's a good lesson, right? Because we are not a sum of our past, right? We are a projection of our future. And it, what really makes a difference is what you do from right now. Right now, how are you going to improve? How are you going to go forward? Whether that's um, in your life, whether that's yourselves, right? You had a horrible 2022, maybe or you're on the cusp of, of, of getting let go. Uh, all that matters is what you do from right now for it. And that's what you should be focused on, right? Right. That's exactly it. Yeah. So um, so this is year number three. When when was like the official birthday, you know, birth date uh, of the business? Uh, January 1st. We actually yeah, January started. January 1st of what, 2020? 2020. Wow. So year number three. You know, you went through the terrible twos, I suppose, and, and you're now here <laughs> on, on year number three. Um, how does it feel? How does it feel starting year number three? Oh, it's, uh, it feels amazing. It's an amazing journey. Just to know that I passed the first year that, that I thought I never would get past. Then, of course, the second year, I thought I wouldn't get past. And now hitting this third year, I feel more motivated and more excited than ever. Yeah, you know, year number three, it's, it's an important milestone in a company's history because those first two years are are deadly. You always think you're about to, uh, the, the business is about to die at any moment. Anything that goes wrong is 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 always important, but it, it could be the death knell in, in everything. 
year three, that starts to, to go away a little bit, right? I mean, it doesn't mean it's going to be the death. It doesn't mean I'm going to close my doors. You know, it's, it's going to be bad maybe if something something like that happens, but it, it, it's not a, um, it's not terminal. <laughs> right. Definitely the first two years, you're like, anything goes wrong, it's over. I got to go back and work for somebody. And definitely yeah. year three, even though it starts off slow at the beginning of the year, you still have that foundation with your customers that you've already been working with. So it's a lot easier to just continue on that path. Yeah, hopefully, like by year three, you have your your course of customers, right? That are going to pay the bills. They're going to keep the lights on, keep the phones turned on. And you kind of have a very good comfort level with that. And now it's all about expansion. It's about setting up new systems and, and expanding. Is that kind of 2023, as you look into 2023, is that, is that your plans for, for this year? Yes, we already have uh, the annual plan put together. And it's definitely different systems because as you grow, well, when you're when you're starting off, you're so small, you don't really need anything. Then you get to the point mm-hmm. where you're hitting year two and you're like, okay, well, this system, I've, I've outgrown it. So now I need something else. And so that's definitely what we're doing right now is looking into different systems that can help us get to the next level. And I think that's an important point because I, I know a lot of us sell into to large corporations or or we have before and, and some sales job. And you, you think like these $10 billion companies or $5 billion companies would have it all figured out that their, their technology or their systems or their processes would be pretty well lined out uh, for now uh, or, or, you know, by the time you're, you're 50 years old, right? You should be able to have everything to, to work seamlessly. But just like in a small business, all businesses started small, right? Relatively small. And you keep on outgrowing things. You keep on buying what you need for today instead of what you need for five years. And when you're a small business, you don't know what five years is going to unlock. So, And you certainly usually don't have the money to buy something that you're not going to use for another three years or four years. So um, that's, that's always... That's one of the big cha- biggest challenges, right, is is buying something and then quickly outgrowing it, which is a good thing. But then it's a little bit more painful because you've got to shop around and find what works for you now. And, you know, you know that at some point in the future, you're going to have to do it all over again. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's, uh, it's that thin line between like, I need this, so I have to put some more money into it, or do I have enough money to even put into it? But without putting that investment in, then you're going to still stay in the same spot. So you do have to go ahead and sacrifice and kick out that money and hope everything works out the way you planned it. Yeah, hopefully everyone uses it. How how many people do do you have working for you now? Uh, We're at two. Okay, good, good. So still, are you still on the asset side? You're still driving a little bit or is it mostly just all 3PL uh, focused now? I was going to say 95% 3PL focused. When I do driving, that's personal. But um, I do have customers that say, "Hey, I don't have, I don't have, I have a truck, I have a trailer, I just don't have anybody to move it." So that's when I'll jump in and say, "Hey, you know what? You're still my customer. I'll go ahead and do that job for you." Nice. Plus, I love the Very truck. Very good. Uh, I, I know, right? You got to use it, right? Right. <laughs> so, so what's really been the, the 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 most surprising challenge, other than trying to find the right systems to, to work with with what you're doing right now? What's been one of the, the most pleasant uh, surprises and challenges uh, through this journey walking into year three? Uh, definitely sales. Sales is a, diff- a different challenge because you're going after those smaller companies because of your confidence level. Clearly, when you're starting off, you're like, okay, well, I can't work with these bigger companies. 
But then you get to the point where you have to start getting the bigger companies. So sales does play a factor because now there's different offerings. We have to offer more products, more services for them. And that's where we're at as, as far as being small still, but still being able to help and manage those bigger shipments. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess that, that leads me into my next question really is, is the sales game. You know, how has your sales game evolved over the last two years? And and, and how does that play out in 2023? I, I guess one of the, you know, how has it changed? How, you know, pinpoint a couple couple things that you went in in 20, you thought of sales in 2019 and now in 2023. How has that evolved? Well, just to start, when I first started the company, I didn't know anything about sales. I didn't even know I had to do sales. <laughs> it was just like, I'm going to start this <laughs> logistics company. It was like, okay, well, how are you going to get the business? <laughs> so from day one, it was like, oh, I got to make phone calls. Uh, so that's definitely, that's been a change. Right now, it's more, what we're doing, focusing on now is not taking anybody. And, and in the beginning, you're like, okay, anybody who needs me, I want to do it. Now it's like, okay, well, we have to start narrowing down what we can, what we can do and what we can help with and not waste our time on tire kickers or even someone who's, who ships once a month, but it's just more time being put into the setup process versus how much we're getting out of it. Did you find, um, and this could be a small shipper, it could be a, a large shipper, but the, the shippers with the thinnest margins or, or take, take the most time to, to, to service? <laughs> have, you, have you seen that in, in the last yes, couple of years? Yes, I've seen that. That and the LTL shipment. It's like the margin is this small, but the problems are always this big after the shipment. Yeah, you know, <laughs> for, for margins that small, unless you're doing it in volume, because there, there's a claim every third time, it seems like. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna say that. Yeah, every third time is a claim, <laughs> or or the price changed. Yeah, you re, you didn't classify it correctly, and they're gonna they're gonna charge you more for it at the, the end of the day once you get your bill. Um, LTL, it was always a mystery to me, so I, I didn't do much LTL just because because of those problems right there. Um, I, I talk about this uh, a lot um, with a few people and, and on the show as well is, is the power of no power, the power of saying no in sales. And it seems like you um, you've learned that a little bit, right? The, the, the power of no, not taking on every opportunity, right? The, the opportunity cost that you don't really think about, or you call it the indirect cost of, of, of wasting time and resources on things that are just unprofitable and being able to say no to that. And have enough confidence that I'm going to take this time that I'm going to save, uh, spitting my wills over here and be productive over here, which means in bringing in profitable revenue. And it takes a while, right, to, to get to that point where you, you have confidence in yourself and your team and in your company to be able to do that. Yeah, definitely. It does take a lot of confidence to say no, especially when you're looking at like, well, this could be an opportunity. But then you look at, OK, in the past, I've had the same opportunity and it didn't work out. So you have to, you do have to say no, but try to find ways to help them still. And that's why we're typically offering different types of services. Maybe they, they want this or they think they need this, but we can say, Hey, really, you need this. So it's always not just a dead no. Well, yeah, yeah. Not, not a dead no, but it's like, you always have to offer solutions, but you can say no. You can say no if you offer solutions, right? If you don't offer solutions, it's, it's tough to, to, to say no. Have you developed a little bit of a niche in, in any specialization, anything that you've been doing a lot of repeat business at that you feel very confident and you're kind of leading forward in, in sales and marketing, uh, that, that niche? 
Yes, definitely the imports. So dredge has been our our niche. Didn't think I would get into it, but once I found it, I, I do love it. It takes a lot of work, but it's it's worth the value. And definitely when you when you start to work with customers and help them with their imports, you're also getting other business on top of that. So not only are you bringing the containers in, this, they're going to need something shipped out too. And so it helps us with our full truckload options. And that kind of goes back into the before you, you're taking on every opportunity. And that's a lot of ways how you find your niche when you're you're starting out. You kind of you take the opportunity because it's there and you kind of feel like you have to. And, and in a lot of ways, you do have to take that opportunity. And you might not know a lot about it, but you figure it out on the job on the job training is, is basically what it is, right? On the client job training. And <laughs> You, you figure it out and you get pretty good at it. And, you, and that's how you find your niche. I, and, and a lot of people ask me all, all the time, you know, how do you find your niche? And a lot of, I mean, that, that's a, a good good example of finding your niche. Something that, that you can do that, that you did successfully and you keep doing it and you build up an expertise in it. And it might not be what you, you thought you'd start out doing. But once you get good at it, it becomes enjoyable, right? Yeah, Definitely. And now, you know, looking for a niche as far as when it comes to certain industries, I, I figured I see that that doesn't work for us because you're narrowing down and you're limiting so many other customers or prospects that you can help them uh, ship their products. So with the dredge and the imports, we're realizing that there's so many different industries that we're helping out when it comes to dredge. So really, the niche is the dredge and not the industry. It is, yes, it, it is. It's, it's the, the the mode of transportation. Let's talk about social media because you're you're on social media quite a bit, promoting the business, promoting uh, not not only business, but I think your personal brand, your story. Um, you know, anyone who's on LinkedIn is pretty familiar uh, with that, which is which is good. I mean, how's that affect? Do you think that's been a, a boom for the business? Do you think that's uh, helped carry carry you through the first two years? I mean, what kind of value do you as, ascribe to? being out there, being active in the community? Definitely the brand recognition. So when you do call someone and you're you're brand new, you're doing a cold call, a lot of people check out your LinkedIn. So if they see that you're actually, you're, you're networking and you're connecting with other people in your industry or other professionals, I believe that gives us uh, definitely uh, edge on top of people who are not working the social media as much. And then we also deal with a lot of people, a lot of uh, customers or connections that turn out and gives us business because of our uh, connections and the media and the content we put out. So, yeah, I, I think that's, uh, that's really good. I, I think, was it last year or you, you had a, a goal of being on, what, 50 podcasts in the yes. year? Was that the last year or was it, what, was it 100? And was it 50 or 100 and did you accomplish your goal? No, we, so it was 50 and I think we got to like 30 something. It's, um, it's harder than it sounds. <laughs> It is harder than it sounds. Uh, a little bit. There's, uh, I guess, there's probably well over thirty podcasts now. But maybe at the beginning of last year, in, in 2021, though, there might have been just thirty out there. So, a thirty-five is a, a great accomplishment, and it's something that you have to be intentional with. And, and as you said, you know, it's it's a boom that a brand recognition, um, being able to network, um, helps out in the business and and. And it's something that I, I think all small business owners, people who are starting out, should 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 do. You know what I mean? There's no reason not to, right? Yes, definitely. It serves a purpose. Even if you're not getting direct business from it, it's helping you learn too. Because when you're looking for different content to post, you're doing your own research. And so you're, now I'm becoming better at imports because I'm searching import websites and different trade services, even competitors, finding ways that I can tweak my own services. So definitely posting 
and LinkedIn for sure is is the number one for us. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Uh, what, what advice would you give uh, anyone else out there that are starting out how to to get into into to really promoting themselves besides just do it because i mean that's this the, the that, that would be the advice i would give actually just start doing it it doesn't really matter if it's good or not when you start out because no one's really paying attention it's not until that, that 10th 11th 12th time that someone sees you and sees your name sees your picture sees your post that they even res- make the connection and pay attention whatsoever right i would say definitely post about things that you're passionate about not even about your business. Being, posting about business just seems really spammy and a lot of marketing. But when somebody gets to know who you are and what you really believe in, like my optimism and positivity is what I focus on. So that was able that was able to get me a brand recognition. Like, okay, this guy's positive. He's optimistic. Well, when I do post something about transportation or freight, then it's like, okay, well, I know he's positive. I know he's optimistic. So I believe that this service could help me. And that person who's actually doing the business has a, the right mindset. Yeah, I think it goes back to uh, storytelling, right? Story, you know, humans love the narrative. Uh, we love to, to 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 get to know people, get to know their story, uh, whether it's a personal story or even a business story about your journey in business. Um, but if you are just talking about features and benefits and what you can do and and really spammy, uh, ad generated type of, of content, uh, that's not really memorable. People don't remember that. So if you're going to go out and, and promote yourself, promote your brand, promote yourself, right? Pro- promote yourself, promote your story, promote your whys. I think that that is key to, to making real connections, right? Yes, definitely. You got to post your why. Why? Yeah. Have you read that book? Yes, Start I have. Why? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I thought so. I, I thought so. You, you <laughs> sound like, you know, saying the why. I'm like, okay, start with why. I, I think that's one of the, the, the most influential books that I read, um, you know, as I was starting out my, my own company as well. Uh, what are some other books that you've read that have really made an impact over the last couple of years? So the one I'm on now is the Steve Jobs book. That has really uh, made an impact on me. It's just learning about how somebody started from nothing and building up a company and his tenacity. And I've actually taken a few tips and strategies from what he was working on and how he did things, Steve Jobs did things, to implement in our company. Definitely the positives, because there are some negative things that uh, Steve Jobs does. Yeah, so there <laughs> is. I, I think I think one of the, the, the great things about reading uh, the, the, the birth of businesses and kind of that journey is that nothing's ever simple, right? Even Apple, right? It's not a simple story where every day is a success and that there are uh, no pitfalls around. But all companies, though, they're the beginnings. It is um, chaos, chaos unleashed because you don't really know what the future is going to hold. And I, I, I always take really good um, uh, consolation from that, right? Is that we're all in the same boat. We're all in the same boat, maybe a little bit bigger scale for other people than, than us, but it's still chaos. It is. Well, we got to remember that we're still human beings trying to build something. And when you get uh, employees or other people working with you, those are their different mindsets and their different philosophies. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to put all that into one pot and make it work. And that's the difficult part about it. Yeah, you're trying to put it all in one pot, make it all work. Have everyone use the same system that, that actually works with your, your growth trajectory as you change out all the time. And it's just, uh, it's kind of one thing after the other, but, you know, 
if it is one thing after another, it's because you're having success doing it and you're still alive, which is a lot to be said, really. It definitely is. And that's the that's the whole point is that grinding that hard and making changes along the way is, is something that takes a, a very strong mindset. And I believe that's a lot of the business who do go out of business. It's not always about the revenue to me. It's all it's about the mindset and just pushing past those hard spots. Yeah, because those hard spots are all around. So what's been your proudest accomplishment uh, over the last five, couple of years with Ameritron? Uh, definitely hitting a three-year mark because um, I didn't see that coming ever. Uh, getting it to the imports because our whole mission is to become an international logistics company. So getting into the airport, uh, the imports and the dredge is just another step getting closer to that international shipping. So I'm definitely proud of that. All right. And, and, and I always like asking this as well. In five years, you know, describe Air Marathon. Where, where do you want it to be? Um, you know, it could be a size. It could be a specialty. It could be where, where do you see it in your head? Definitely specializing in the imports and uh, building up uh, two call centers up in, in or I'm sorry, two centers in Orlando to where we can bring more people in and to service better and eventually get to the point where we have a warehouse to help with that. Because we do have a lot of customers who they may need the, the imports pulled, the drage pulled, but they can't deliver at that time. And a lot of my customers are in Orlando. So if we can we get that warehouse going, we can actually have things set up for storage. What do you think about employees and gross revenue size? Five years, where where would you like to be? What's your dream scenario? 50 employees, gross revenue. Oh man, I'm thinking big. (laughs) 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 Uh, Gross revenue is 50 million. Nice. I I think that's good. I I think those are both good numbers uh, and, and, and very doable. Very doable, building it up, find your niche, concentrating on that. I think um, I, I think those are very good. Uh, I think it's very aspirational, and yeah, I like it. So, so fifty well, employees, fifty million. Why not, right? We spoke into existence, so now I have to go aim for that. <laughs> I know, right? It's, it's on tape too. People can go back and and look at it in five years and and see. Well, this is what you said, Kenneth. This is what you yeah. said. You're definitely going to call me out, just like you just did with the podcast. So I know it's coming. well i think if if you say 50 podcasts that's a lot of podcasts to get in on as a guest i mean and and to do 35 of them uh in the space of uh, in supply chain because there's there's not a lot you know i mean there's well under 100 still podcasts in existence so even finding all the podcasts is is sometimes a challenge so i mean that's that's awesome yeah, that's work too. Um, I'm signed up to this subscription where you get all these podcast people that are looking for guests and you have to fill out each form. Okay, I'll go here and this is why this podcast, I can relate to it. So it's a lot of changing up in different industries mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So uh, what was uh, the, the weirdest industry or the, the, the most foreign industry that you did a podcast on? Ooh, that's a good question. I couldn't even think. Like those. This, that's okay. No, don't worry about it. Don't worry. Well, about it. These are laptops. That's definitely okay, different. Okay, laptops. Okay. Yes. Nice. Very yeah. cool. Well, <laughs> Kenneth, hey, hey, it's been great having you on Put That Coffee Down again uh, here in 2023. I hope uh, everything goes according to plan for 2023 and into, I think, 2028 is five years from now. Hit that 50-50 <laughs> mark. 50-50. That's, that's a nice little uh, tagline for you. And uh, and eyes on the prize. Uh, but if you want to to learn more about Kenneth, you can go to Kenneth Carter III uh, on LinkedIn and and find everything. So thanks again, Kenneth.
Yes, and definitely on MaritimeFreight.com. MaritimeFreight.com? Is that your website? Yes, sir. Yes. Oh, perfect. We have a new chat, Maritime... chat functionality. Okay. MaritimeFreight.com. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kevin, so much. You bet. And that was Kenneth Corder III at Maritime Freight and Logistics. Been in business two years, going in as third. He's got big goals for a year number five. I hope he makes it. Um, you can catch up, put that coffee down here, Tuesdays, 12 p.m. Eastern time on FreightWaves TV and wherever you download your podcast. I have a few coming out this week. Loris Ward, audio only, and then Trey Griggs after that. So just hit subscribe. But that wraps up for this week. I got friends only wanna talk business. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I've been reading out of work. And I've been shutting out the stars.